Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome in. It is Golf Bets on Us right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. The FedEx Cup playoffs are here. Cam Rogers with you. I'm alongside Bridget Whalen. We will take you through the final stretch here of this 2020-2021 PGA Tour season, a super season If you will, get at us on social media. I'm on Twitter at MrRogers99 and on Instagram at MrRogers98. You can follow Bridget at Bridget K. Whalen. It is the Northern Trust this week, an all-capitals event. So it's one of those I'm yelling at you tournaments, much like the Players' Championship, the Zozo Championship, and whatever else there is out there. So it's going to be very exciting. Bridget will be there. She'll talk about her experience next week. I'm sure the BMW championship is next week, just outside of Baltimore. My plan is to be there in some capacity. So we can talk about that next week as well. And of course we have our picks for the Northern trust coming at you alongside many storylines to track before we get to all of that. First, a shout out to our friends at Bet Online. This is Golf Bets on Us, presented by Bet Online. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, Bet Online has all of the latest odds, news, and information for all of your online sports betting needs. So go ahead, visit the website today or use your mobile device. To join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Of course, all of the odds today are courtesy of Bet Online. So when we give you these numbers, go ahead and cash in on them on betonline.ag. Bridget, an exciting stretch of golf. The playoffs are here. Northern Trust, just, just outside of New York. And, of course, the BMW outside of Baltimore. And then the Tour Championship down there at East Lake in Atlanta. Excited for it. I love the playoffs. The playoffs are kind of my favorite time of year besides the majors. So, yes, I'm excited for it. How do we encapsulate the FedEx Cup playoffs? Because, obviously, it's not on the same line as – the major championships, maybe it's above the WGCs, but I don't know. It's always a conversation to have every year about the growth of the playoffs and where we're headed with it. Sounds like you hold it in very high regard. Yeah, I drank the Kool-Aid a long time ago. Um, When I worked at Golf Channel, we promoted it super heavily due to the PGA Tours um, heavy promotion. So yeah, I I don't know. I drank the Kool-Aid. I love the playoffs. I think they're exciting. I think this is a time of year where we don't have a lot of exciting golf things going on. So I kind of relish in it. Maybe I sort of take advantage of that and I make it bigger than it really is. It's kind of like when you are into someone like romantically and Hmm. in your brain, they're much better than they are in real life. Um, I kind of do that to the playoffs, but I do have to say that they haven't disappointed thus far um, in their stent of existence. So I don't know. I'm all in on the playoffs. I like them a lot. Of course, one of the 
more recent wrinkles to the playoffs being the starting strokes for the tour championship, which is an interesting aspect to it. Still don't know if I like it or not. Maybe I'll have a final decision after East Lake this year. But let's get into some storylines here, Bridget. And I, I want to start with the favorite here, John Rahm. Obviously, yeah, he is a person of interesting conversation. He's 10 to 1, the favorite on Bet Online to win this week. It's his first event on U.S. soil since the U.S. Open. Of course, he played the Open Championship, had the COVID situation, did not play in the Olympics. So he's been sort of. MIA for a while. What do we make of John Rahm? Maybe momentum is lost. I don't know. What are your thoughts on him? So he's my outright pick this week. I feel like we're just going to stack in our picks. Like we'll just layer them into the chat instead Mm -hmm. of just flushing everyone with them all at the end. So he is my outright. And I have to be honest, I I didn't give much thought into this until last night and Rom literally just popped out. And then of course, when I did some research, he's like everywhere all over the lot as the favorite, which for good reason, um, best in the world. So I think that he's hungry. I think that having to withdraw from the Olympics following the second positive COVID test of the season, I really think that this guy, he's the type of player that sort of comes back from quote unquote adversity and kind of just rears his head in the biggest events, like the deepest fields, whatever you want to call this, the, the kind of like the best of the best of this season. Um, and I do see him playing well here. Also, he won the U S open and I just don't think he's had the chance to sort of show up since that victory. So I think the playoffs are a perfect time to show up. I see him getting it done here at Liberty national. He's my pick. He's going to come hot out of the gates in Jersey City. You had Webb Simpson last week at the Wyndham Championship. He just missed out on a six-person playoff, so he finished T7. I had Gary Woodland. He missed the cut, so staying on brand. I'm wrong. Bridget is pretty close to being right, and her lead in the tally is $2.6 million yet again. So I think you're going to win, Bridget. It's pretty much a (laughs) foregone conclusion. This has been a long, painful rip of the Band-Aid, if you will. Like, this has never been a competition. So I'm going to just say (laughs) congratulations to you now and get that out of the way. I'll take my little bow. You know, I had Abe Answer in my card last week. He won. I also had kids in my card last week. He won this week. So uh, I'm riding high on on my picks for sure. You absolutely are. Let's talk about some more storylines here. Liberty National Golf Club. Now, we haven't seen it since 2019 when Patrick Reed won this iteration of the Northern Trust. It is a par 71, 7,400 yards, a lot of water in play. In fact, almost on every hole, greens are smaller than average. It's exposed to the New York Harbor, which can make the wind unpredictable. So I don't want to say it's a link style course because it's not, but it's in that direction because you have less trees, more exposed areas, and more unpredictability with this golf course here. Bridget, obviously New York being an area you know very well. Have you been to Liberty National before? I haven't, but I sure as heck have seen it a ton of times. I mean, this property is probably one of my favorite pieces of land in the entire world. I love New York. 
I love the Statue of Liberty. I love Hudson Yards. I love the Hudson. I love downtown area, financial district, Soho, whatever you want to call it in New York City. I love it. Like this is literally my favorite spot on the planet. And this plot of land was total waste area. Every single undulation elevation change is man-made. Like this was a completely flat property. And obviously it's, they had to raise it supremely because you're in the water. So I like you saying this is very link style because water to me, and maybe not on the professional level, but water is a hazard and like it creates a little bit of drama, right? Like when you step up to the T and there's like water around, this course has that vibe. I love this course so much. I think it's just like a beautiful, beautiful spectacle. Um, the President's Cup there was just like bar none. That's I'm right. super excited to see it this week. Yeah. Yeah, 2017, it was the host of the President's Cup. And of course, 2013, the Northern Trust was here at Liberty National. Adam Scott, who was in a playoff last week, won in that iteration of the event. What are you looking at in terms of type of golfers this week, Bridget? Because I'm leaning more toward the general balanced players. When you look at the recent winners here, typically it's accuracy off the tee, really good iron game, and a solid enough putter to get it done. That seems to be the direction I'm headed. Are you in that same vein or you looking at something else? No, absolutely. The greens are tiny here, right? Like, I think that's what the course is known for really small greens. So accuracy is um, supreme on this course. I think that Phil Mickelson actually suggested they lower the rough because it really is penalizing. Once you get in the rough, you like have no shot. And, and they did take that advice. I think the rough was um, cut down. So uh, this type of course accuracy is absolutely key. Um, that's why I like a guy like John Rahm. Okay, I'll give you my outright pick here this week, and I'm really taking a different approach with my selections because I was over last week, and that was after number crunching and data reading and what have you. So now I'm going with more of a feel approach, and Bryson DeChambeau <laughs> might be the ultimate feel gut selection of the year for me, 25 to 1 to win this week, which I think is a pretty inflated number for somebody like a Bryson DeChambeau. I think it's pretty good value. In my opinion, he's right on par with Justin Thomas, 25 to one on bet online. And Justin Thomas has not been as good as Bryson DeChambeau since the players championship to be more specific. So look, Bryson has been gaining strokes all year long off the tee. That is not a concern. He's been gaining strokes recently with his putter. Of course, now I'm getting into the data. Here we go. But data he also, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I have to explain myself a little bit. And the approach game is starting to come around too. But I mean, what do you think about Bryson DeChambeau? You can really just throw stats and course fit out the window because he went across the lot like nothing happened at Wingfoot and won the U.S. Open and I gave him no shot there. So, I mean, like you throw logic out the window sometimes with Bryson but it does feel like a win is imminent for him. And I know the sample size is somewhat small in terms of his recent form, but I think that's okay. It's given him some time to work things out. Led the field, I believe in birdies at the WGC. Let me double check that. 
yes, he did, gained <laughs> strokes in five of his last six events, showing some consistency. <laughs> I mean, boom. After all that, I'm going with Bryson. What do you think? Um, so Bryson visited Wingfoot this week. And so you're the you're the stats guy, you're the data man. I'm the confidence builder, more of the like emotional, mental person. The narrative. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh, I would like to just point out who's winning here. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, very fair, very fair. <laughs> I think that Bryson is very confident um, going into this week. I think that revisiting the location that you won your first and I mean, only major for him. Um, well, well, thus far, I, I see Bryson winning a lot more majors. I really do. I, I stand by that. I've said that for a while. Um, and again, he just won the US Open, you know, it, 10 months ago. It hasn't even been a year to 11 months ago. So I see him being a person where he kind of builds on stuff like that. So I'm purely going off of that. I am not a stats girl. I don't like looking at the stats because I think the game is just so unpredictable. And I know that's a controversial take, but that's my take. But I like him this week. Just uh, I think he feels good in, in the Big Apple, even though, I mean, I guess Liberty Nationals in Jersey, but, you know, close enough. Right. Absolutely. Number one <laughs> right. in this field in strokes gained off the tee within the last 20 rounds, although he's 64th in good drive percentage within the last 24 rounds. What does that mean? So he's gaining most of his strokes with distance as right. opposed to accuracy. But Bryson can be that guy to buck that trend because he's so strong out of the rough. It's almost like he's hitting in the fairway. Not to that degree, but you know what I mean. It's a lot easier for him as compared to an Abraham answer out of the thick, luscious rough. So for Bryson, I think sometimes he can be accuracy proof and he can be fine with that. So I like him this week and we'll see what happens. Hopefully this different approach works for me. So we have our betting cards for the week here, Bridget. And I have a couple of top tens, a couple of top twenties, and then we did some nationality selections, right? Top Australian, top Canadian. So yep. we can go down the line here and talk about our top tens for this week. I think it's going to be a fairly chalky week, Bridget, in terms of the leaderboard. Like the first page is probably going to be players you know very well and likely inside like the top 25 in the FedEx Cup standings. It's just how it goes here at these events. Yeah, I agree with you on that. My first top 10 guy, I'm giving it to Jordan Spieth. I think that he shows up for the playoffs. Um, I, I like him right now, like in the season, I think that he's in a good spot and I see him playing really well in the playoffs. I, I actually see Jordan as a player who takes advantage of the end of the season ability to like, Hey, let's button up this year. Like, well, like let's put a nice little bow on it. I see Jordan being very successful at that. I like him in the playoffs. I mean, he's a FedEx cup winner. So I'm, I'm giving him a top 10 this week. Okay, you want me to go into my next? Yeah, go ahead. There we go. Cam, Cam's got my numbers, everybody. I've got your numbers. Uh, <laughs> Bridget is not the numbers girl. All right, my next guy. Now, here's a Bridget special, purely because I saw him out in Manhattan last night, and I was like, yeah, you're getting in my top 10, Matt Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him waiting for an Uber. I said, hey, Matt, like, wave, said hello. Um, in my brain, I was like, that's it. That's the sign I got. But again, it, Matt, I think Matt Fitzpatrick, he's a great, um, he's, he has great accuracy. So I guess 
in, in a funny sense, like kind of unlike Bryson's sort of power, I, I would put Matt, I would give the premium on Matt at a course like this because I see him hitting a lot of greens. Okay, I like it. Matthew Fitzpatrick, let's see. He is 19th in the field in strokes gained off the tee within the last 20 rounds. So there you go. All right, so those numbers real quick. Plus 165 for Jordan Spieth to get inside the top 10 and then plus 600. So a nice payout there if Matt Fitzpatrick gets inside the top 10. I'll talk about mine here. I've got McElroy for a top 10 plus 225 to get that done. I think we're getting close to another Rory win. First in this field in par four scoring in the distances of 450 to 500 yards, which is a very common bucket this week at Liberty National. Top tee to green player on comp courses to this very golf course. Fifth best iron player in this field within the last 24 rounds. It just seems like it could be a Rory type of week where he just goes nuclear. Maybe he even wins, but I like him for a top 10 this week. And I like that number at plus 225. That's pretty good. And then Scotty Scheffler plus 325 for a top 10 finish for the American. He's been a big game hunter all season long, gaining at least a stroke on the field in all the major stat categories within the last 24 rounds. So we're talking about off the tee, approach around the green putting he has that balanced game that you need this week at liberty national t4 by the way at the northern trust last year although that was of course at tpc boston six top 15s in his last eight starts worldwide i will take mr scotty scheffler plus 325 for a top 10 this week i love that pick i love scotty he nearly got into my card so mm. i th i think those are great um, all right, top 20. Here we go. These, I do actually have some numbers. So my first top 20 pick, I'm going with Paul Casey. He has the opportunity to, this would be his third top five finish like straight because he finished um, fifth at the WGC FedEx and then he was fourth in Tokyo. So I'm, I'm really just looking for him to continue that trend. Um, I think that Paul Casey, if he's playing well, then that's sort of his benchmark. Like he's a consistent guy. So if his consistency is up, then I'm all in on Paul Casey. So I'm giving him a top 20. I'm also going with Dustin Johnson for a top 20. I feel okay. like we haven't really talked about Dustin as of late. Um, technically he's won this event three times on three different courses in three different states. So none of which uh, we're Liberty national. So um, let's, let's give him a chance to like do well here. And I, I see him finishing in the top 20. Okay. So Paul Casey plus 140 for a top 20, I would say that's a pretty solid lock. He's been fantastic with his ball striking all year long. Dustin Johnson minus 110 for a top 20 this week. Where is he on the outright market? Let's see here. He's got to be one of the favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he is 20 to 1 behind Morikawa, Spieth, and Rom. So that makes sense. All right. Good selections there. I'll go to my top 20s. Gary Woodland, I'm going back to the well. <laughs> Plus 400. Are you kidding me? Like, I will take that number for a Gary Woodland top 20 finish. You know what I mean? Like, I know he just missed the cut at the Wind Up Championship, but before that, back to back, 
top 20 finishes. So I think he gets back on that train, if you will, and make some money for you people out there. So Gary Woodland, top 20 there. And then another guy who could be a sleeper this week, Cameron Tringale, plus 325 for a top 20 finish. Top five bent grass putter in this field. A 26th place finish at the Open Championship is his worst finish over his past three events, gaining strokes with his irons in nine of his past 11 events. But he's that premier putter who just gets hot, right? I mean, he can dunk them from anywhere around the greens. So I like Cameron Tringali there for a top 20 finish. So some uh, high up numbers there. Hopefully they work out. Those picks are, are a little off my radar. Right? So, kind of crazy. Yeah, right? <laughs> I like it. I, I like throwing that. I feel like I sometimes do that and then it like rarely works out. So we'll see. We'll see how you do, Cam. Well, now I feel really bad and I'm not confident. Thanks. I mean, I just gave DJ a top 20. Like, wh- what am I doing? But you know what? He sometimes he doesn't really show up. So that's maybe a top 20 is a saving grace. You never know. Top 20 is a safe floor for Dustin Johnson. He can play horrible and finish T17. You know what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. All right. Let's talk about our nationalities now. These are fun to play with. Did you do Australian and Canadian? Is that your play this week? I did American. Okay. Because we're, we are in the big apple. I'm doing America. Um, I'm going with Daniel Berger which how many times he is one of my go-tos but the reason I'm picking him is when I think of Liberty National I literally think of two things I think of Justin Thomas holding out from the bunker I mean I, I immediately go to President's Cup that's just where my brain goes and I think of Daniel Berger saying how bad he wants to beat <laughs> the euros in the Ryder cup like that soundbite was the most hysterical thing and and I literally could recall it from this day he was like the minute since the minute we've gotten here we want to crush them like we I mean I'm not saying it verbatim I don't have it pulled up but that was essentially what he said so he's top of my brain when I think of Liberty National so I'm going with him as my top American okay let's see if I can find the odds here real quick with the Americans I love that selection. Daniel Berger has been elite recently. Elite. elite. 18 to one to be the top American behind the likes of Bryson, JT Brooks, Xander, DJ, Morikawa, and Spieth. All right. Okay. There's, there's a lot of Americans in the field. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm going with the okay, top okay, Australian. Okay, you take it. Yeah. I'm going to go with top Australian here. Adam Scott, plus 220 to get that done. And I'm riding what I saw last week. Because Adam Scott got back to ball striking Adam Scott. For this entire PGA Tour season, it's been like T33, T41, T23, consistent, but really just him moseying along and just going about his business. And the ball striking really wasn't there. The putter was there. And then finally, something happened with those irons last week. And it was vintage Adam Scott, obviously, He probably should have won the Wyndham Championship last week, but that putt slid by, and obviously that paved the way for Kevin Kisner to get it done. I'm thinking that he's going to carry that momentum, though, into this week at Liberty National. Obviously, good feelings here, being a winner back in uh, 2013. So 
I'm going to go with Adam Scott for top Australian. And honestly, his only competition is Cam Smith, which scary. It scares me a little bit because he's fantastic in his own right. But everybody else, I'm just like, eh, I'll take Scott. I mean, that was astonishing mm. what happened at the Wyndham. Like, I I have rarely been shocked in golf. I was shocked. My, like, jaw hit the floor. Um, it, was, <laughs> it was over. Like, the the... It was over. It was just over. I don't it was, think it there, touched the cup, did it? I, I think if it missed. didn't, I, I mean, if it didn't, it, it really just slid by. Like it looked online for a little while and it looked, I mean, the putt was so short. What was it like four feet? It, so it couldn't have looked online for that long. Yeah, but, something like that. Um, it, yeah, but that that was like a foregone conclusion. That tournament was like signed, sealed, delivered. Like I, I, I could say every idiom in the book that meant it was over. I had no words. The thing that was awesome was every single one of the six golfers got back into the second hole of the playoff. Like that was, that was gnarly. Fun. Yeah. That like the short game display that was um, sort of shown at, at that point in time was amazing. And the fact that it all got them into the next hole that that was one of the coolest playoffs I've ever witnessed. I have to be honest. And it was something that was kind of hard to track down. Like I was watching it on cbs.com on my laptop and I was like, wow, this is so unfortunate that this, and I know the Wyndham is very niche. So everyone out there listening, like this girl lives in such a myopic world, but that it was like thrilling like that. It was insane. And then to see kids come out on top who I just absolutely love was that was awesome. But I like going with Adam Scott. I, I do like that because I think that he is playing well. I just don't know. I'm going to put this out there. I don't know how he recovers from something like that. I, I don't really know Adam Scott that well as a golfer to have like a good um, benchmark or, or like track record on performance when something like that happens. So I'm not quite sure how he bounces back, to be honest. That would be my only hesitation there. So I think that Adam Scott is the kind of guy who is just having a good time now. He's a major champion. His schedule is a lot smaller now, Bridget, as compared to previous years, which tells me he's just out there trying to have fun and, yeah, get back into the winner's circle. But if he doesn't, I don't know if he carries that into the following week. And by the way, he might be the second swaggiest golfer on the PGA tour second to, of course, one Eldrick tiger woods. And by the way, there's <laughs> a big gap between tiger and Adam Scott in this regard. But if you see him on the golf course, and I'm sure you have Bridget, he's just got this statuesque walk to him. He knows what he's doing and he's just a cool guy out there, which is a rarity in the game of golf. So I think he will be hungry this week and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm going to fight back on you on that. Okay. I will name, I will name two more swaggy golfers than Adam Scott. The Hit one me. Henrik Stenson. Holy moly. Stenny in real life. He is the Iceman. Like that guy. I have never been more um, starstruck than when I saw Henrik Stenson for the first time IRL and I'm going to give you another I'm going to give you another Dustin Johnson uh, he is true. oh yeah he is like he walks like he owns the land that we're all living on <laughs> so <laughs> I I will give Adam Scott the uh, I'll give him uh, I will also give him that title 
he definitely has an air about him, but, but there's some other guys that I think could hold a candle for sure. Yeah, that's fair. And I know that was a bit of a hot take with Adam Scott, but I think it's like more anecdotal because I saw him, what, I think at Bay Hill a few years ago. And anyway. Oh yeah, he's got it. He's got the sunglasses. I mean, it's Henrik Stenson with the sunnies is, is a hard thing to beat. He yeah. is uh, top, top notch there. Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going with my top Canadian, going with a guy that I love, that I picked at the Olympics. Mr. Corey Connors. Um, I, I just think he's playing so well. Like he's, he, to me is just someone that flies under the radar and will continue to fly under the radar just because as of right now, there's so many big names, kind of like big stars in the game that the Corey Connors of the world, they kind of just, they like make a little blip. Same with Abe answer. Like mm-hmm. Abe answer to me is a superstar. Like I put I them in the same bucket aside from the wins. Absolutely. Wins, of Oh yeah, uh, of course. But absolutely. I put them in the same bucket as well. Um, I think that they're players that could totally sort of like hold their own with the best of the best. Obviously they've proven that, but I think also they're over the next coming few years or seasons, they're going to get a lot more press. They're sort of just kind of going to get like molded into the fold if you want to say um I just think Corey is playing so well this season so well this year he's so consistent he is very accurate uh I I really like him I'm going I'm giving him my top Canadian yeah I really like that play there and as I say that I'm going in another direction because I'm riding the hot hand yet again Top Canadian for me is Roger Sloan, plus 400. I think Bet Online is a little late to the party here with this number. I think it should be shorter. So I'm going to cash in on it now. Six consecutive cuts made for Sloan. Obviously, he was in that playoff last week at the Wyndham Championship. The Long Irons are there. The putter is there. I don't know much about him. I'll be honest with you. But I know this. His recent form is fantastic. And you have to wonder, I guess, if the bright lights will affect him out there at the Big Apple. We shall see. But I do like Roger Sloan this week as top Canadian. But I think Corey Connors is in for a solid week as well. I like it. I like both those picks. Okay. So there you go. Our betting cards for this week at the Northern Trust. Did you know, by the way, Bridget, that Bet Online has odds set? For Portnoy versus Kepka, September 6th. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't know the full details about this. I just opened up an article, but I guess Brooks is going lefty. <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> okay, and Portnoy is going as normal. So Brooks is minus <laughs> 1,200 and uh, Portnoy is plus 600. So there you go. Uh, he's going as normal, whatever that means. <laughs> right. As a righty, shall we say? No, I, yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> With his favorite and, side. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, the, so this is awesome. I'm going to, uh, let me just qualify by saying this is awesome. This is so cool. Um, Barstool has such a reach. This is so cool for golf. I love it. I love it. I love it. On the flip side, this is absolutely ridiculous, but I love it. So, so that's it. The, there's, I said my piece. My two cents have been given. I love it, but it's absurd. This is pretty great. So do you know how or if we can watch this? I'm sure there will be um, the ability to view this. It, it, 
Portnoy in, char in charge. This will, and I'm sure that Brooks is sponsored. Michelob, I'm sure something is getting behind this. Absolutely, I see this being able to be viewed. So it's like an iteration of the match, of course, for charity sure. and what have you. So it's good stuff to big time influencers in the content world, shall we say. So we'll talk more about that as we get closer because that'll be fun to uh, divulge on. But we have the playoffs to get through, ladies and gentlemen. So let's talk about the Northern Trust. Let's talk about the BMWs. And of course, we'll get the Tour Championship very, very soon as well. Anything else, Bridget, for this event? I'm sure you're excited to attend it. Yeah, I'll be out there this weekend. Um, I just think that this course is awesome. And I think everyone should really enjoy seeing it on their TV. Like, just keep in mind that all of these elevation changes were made by man. So like, hmm. this is a completely makeshift course um, in a supreme, supreme spot in Manhattan. And just to see the Freedom Tower, the Statue of Liberty, like the just the whole thing is just so awesome and, and like just so American. And I love it. Well, you better believe there will be plenty of energy among the crowds out there at the Northern Trust, especially with the likes of Phil and Spieth out there. So it should be fun. All right. We'll talk about the BMW Championship next week with our selections right here on Golf Bets on Us, presented by Bet Online. For Bridget, I am Cam Rogers. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.